Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Help! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not funny. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. But do you know, like, before lockdown, we could go for walks, couldn't we? Like, when we were in lockdown, we could go for walks. And I kind of lived for that, you know, however long it was, half an hour a day. Now there is no escape. No escape. For so for weeks. anybody that's missed this, Georgia is having to self-isolate at home because James has tested positive for COVID. Yes. So How is he, firstly? He's fine. Um, he's got a couple of symptoms, as in, like, he can't smell or taste. But other than that, he's all right. He says he's a bit tired, but to be honest with you, I think he just wants to nap during the day. But that, um, is, one of the, that is one of the key symptoms. I mean, yeah, probably, Judgey James, always nothing. That is one of the key symptoms to COVID, is that you're no, the is really intense. Yeah, no, 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 I know. I think he's just feeling, like, a little bit groggy um but other than that do you know what he's actually okay so touch wood that it stays that way um and, and, and you've got to go for your test you're having your test on tomorrow and you're getting yeah. the results then and there um I think it's within four hours so I'm I've actually I'm getting asked to a test as well we've been to, you know we've had like various discussions about whether or not to do it because it's pretty horrendous but he's obviously at school now with you know 25 other children in his class and I think another 25 in the reception bubble so really we've got to do it just I mean it's hard isn't it because you kind of weigh up what the best thing to do is but I think it is better because if those parents you know if any of those children have part have passed it on to their parents and then their parents might be going to see like i don't know their mum who's vulnerable yeah, then they need to know it. Mm. yeah so we're just yeah do we just sort of like yeah looking at it that way i've been trying to explain to axel it's going to be like a feather up his nose and down his throat uh, oh, God. Oh, is, he, is he off school now so that's it he's not at school yeah 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 so as soon we found out on i think it was monday afternoon but so, monday morning we kind of knew there was something coming so we kept him off on monday and obviously yeah that's it he can't go back for two weeks so Yes. <laughs> Mate, I have seriously, I'm going to send you over a care package. Like I saw that your mum sent you snacks. I'm going to send you tequila. Uh, yeah, I mean that, yeah. I mean, why didn't my mum send me tequila? Because <laughs> that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Much more useful. And how are you? 
Well, I mean, I'm not going through what you're going through, so I'm absolutely fine in comparison to that. Um, I'm just feeling really low. I did, and I think it's just because of what the announcements this week. Obviously, you know, we recorded this podcast a couple of days before it goes out. So Boris did his his sort of speech last night, I guess. And it just, I think there's just a feeling of like, when is this going to fucking end? And I don't know. Somebody got a hold of me at the weekend and was like, you know what? Your grandparents went through this when they went, you know, they went to war and they didn't know if they'd lost their children, um, you know, unless there was a knock at the door telling. And you know horrendous stuff and that went on for years and years and years I realized that this is a very short period of time in the grand scheme of things but for us different generation different year it feels like this whole year people are making comments like this whole year has been wiped off and you know businesses people that I know that work in events my friends that have hospitality you know businesses cafes just like there's a lot of people who are really suffering at the moment and I'm really feeling it I'm I feel sad for that yeah I do I actually feel really sorry for the pubs and restaurants so many of them have worked so hard and also invested probably a lot of money into you know new new techniques and new sort of technology you know so many you order via app now there's there's a lot been done and now what potentially for the next six months they have to close early I do I mean I do feel really sorry for everyone involved and also you know forget just I mean yeah absolutely the pubs and restaurants but the people that have kind of kept quiet and that haven't made noise are the nightclub owners or the DJs forget you know 10 p.m at least the pubs can stay open till 10 o'clock what about the clubs that didn't open till I've got loads of mates who are DJs who literally have not worked this entire year and you know it's 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 destroying people I'm also if I can just continue on the rant (laughs) I'm also slightly pissed off with the way that um uh it was kind of blanketed that it was the younger generation that had done this yeah you know what (sighs) we've all been you know, 19, 20 years old. And when we were in lockdown, the the rules were quite clear. And then, okay, probably some people have got together and had gatherings and stuff and had parties, but they're fucking young people. They're going to do that. I don't think it's helpful. I think it's not It's not helpful to point a finger, is it, at anybody? No. Because you're in the situation, you're, everyone has to sort of be in it together. No point in, you know, pointing, you know, pointing fingers or blaming anyone. Um, it's just really crap. <laughs> it's crap. It is crap. And I've, I've like struggled to kind of, we're doing stuff around the house. The last couple of days, we've actually just been at home and we've been doing like DIY, putting up the um, paintings and, you know, sorting out the mirrors and like sorting out our bedroom and stuff. So it's actually been quite nice I haven't really wanted to go out and about and like take on the world and that's not like me <laughs> no, no it isn't like you I was gonna say you actually you're never at home are you you're no, always never. like out and doing something but that um <laughs> leads us on quite nicely to the subject that we're talking about today um feeling a little yeah. bit blue <laughs> uh, maternal mental health yeah um, we've had so many questions um I think it's probably best if we just get straight into them because obviously our own experiences are going to come in with these questions yes. um so do you want to kick off so yes um did either of you struggle with postpartum mental health and if so how long did it last and that's from Sam um, so do you want to answer this one? Yeah, um, I, I definitely, definitely did. And actually, my mental health has always been something that has been a bit of a roller coaster for me, because I'm, I'm one of those people, as you all know, that I'm either really up and I'm really high. Um, 
on life or <laughs> I'm really on the floor and I'm and I'm struggling with it quite a lot and that has kind of come into you know the fact that I had anorexia in my 20s and then definitely definitely after I had the kids with the hormonal changes and then of course going through or being perimenopause or going through the menopause so there's been definite periods in my life where I've struggled with it after the kids it came like a bolt out of the blue for me I definitely didn't have um uh, kind of, I, I guess, I guess postnatal depression, but the baby blues were savage for me and they went on and on and on. And I think probably the first six months I was quite unstable. You know, yeah. we, we were spending a lot of time together then. You really kept me sane during that period, but Aww. there were lots of periods of darkness where I, fi- I found myself crying and crying and crying in the bathroom. And I think a lot of women go through that. They then have to put paint a face on, come outside and pretend that everything's okay. Um, yeah, I think so. And how did it compare um, after Luna, after Kit? Yeah, so I was just so much more armed with what was going to happen because I because it happened the first time. So I knew that kind of three weeks after the baby, there would be this massive drop in hormones and I would feel desperate. And that is exactly how I felt again. And I was much better at communicating it with Dozza this time around. I wasn't yeah. trying. I think that's a, that's a real key bit of advice here that if you are going through anything that sounds like that you have got to talk to people about it and actually yeah, people want sure. you to ring them and go I'm not coping because then they can be there to support you if you if you keep it hidden it's very hard to know what to do yeah it's actually you know it's not helpful to anyone to put on a brave face and be like I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine because really you if you need some help then there'll be so many people around you willing to help you wanting to help you and sort of what I'm you know wanting to make sure you're okay that yeah it's not it isn't the time to put on a brave face for sure (laughs) it's really not you know I do just want to say that obviously you've just had this baby and then but the baby's a stranger to you and I think society puts all of this pressure on you that you are supposed to feel this abundance of love and supposed to feel the bond and supposed to feel this and supposed to feel that you know you feel how you feel and that is absolutely okay but it's how you deal with it afterwards and it's the people around you that can help you I think that's key yeah Absolutely. Um, so we've had a question from Lucy. How do you cope with the lack of downtime or me time? Such a huge life change. Go on, you take this one. Yeah, I, I mean, I love spending time on my own. And I've spoken about that quite a lot. Um, even, you know, before kids, I had I loved being on my own. Um, James and I had quite busy jobs, but I always made sure that I had you know a day by myself, maybe at the weekend or whatever. And um, so I really, really struggle with this, and I still struggle with it now. Um, but I think it's just really important to to communicate how you feel. You know, like if you know you really need that downtime and me time, you have to let your partner know that you really, really, really need it. They can't read your mind. Um, I found, you know, going out for a run, especially during lockdown when, you know, I, I couldn't get away from anyone, really, really useful for me. But before I actually communicated that I really needed it and, you know, spoke up, just you know just just to show how important it kind of was is to me and was to me um I wasn't doing that and I did yeah I really did suffer um yeah that's really good advice you do and look if you're a single parent listening and you haven't mm. got a partner there for you and you think well actually I'm gonna have to spend x amount extra on you know childcare so that I can take yeah. that time for me and you think oh I can't weigh this up it is absolutely essential that you have that time on your own 
Do not yeah. feel guilty about taking that time. You know, work a couple of extra hours if you have to to take it. Like it, it, it will reset you and fix you. And actually, yeah. just being able to be quiet and be or do whatever it is that kind of makes you feel happy, whether it's go for a run or sit in a coffee shop or go and sit in a jacuzzi or whatever it is that you want to do, take yeah. it. Otherwise, you'll take go bananas. Also, take the moments when you can. So, yeah. if you've got little ones that nap or little ones that will sit and watch TV, don't rush around in those times and yeah. feel like you've got to get everything done it's absolutely fine to just sit on the sofa and eat biscuits or do whatever you want to do in that time you haven't got a take on the world (laughs) gosh agreed um oh this one's really sad when does it get better I don't know what it's a it's a really tough one because we don't know what's going on in your in your life. But I, I but I imagine you're feeling overwhelmed, underslept, you know, underloved, just yeah. a bit fucked off with it all. And I can tell you when things start to get better, and it's pretty much around eighteen months. Yeah, 18 I was going to say eighteen months to two years. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say that is the time when um, you know if you haven't got any real serious issues, um, that it does tend to get better and easier. It's do you know what it is? It's communication, isn't it? It's when your kids can communicate with you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as well that it becomes so much easier. Um, but also, like Georgia just touched on, I think it's really important to when you get your kids to bed um, for you to do something for you. And that is for me, put my phone down, stop trying to please everybody else, stop trying to answer emails or respond to people on Instagram. I just put my phone down and I'm just really present. And that makes me feel like I can like I see them as like building blocks inside myself and I start you know, putting them back on top of one another again, because in the yeah. day they're all scattered all over the place. And at night I rebuild yeah absolutely no that's a really good piece of advice actually though and as we've said before take the day off have a shower be a new you in the evening also like look forward to your evenings and make something of them even if it is like a movie night and just putting candles on and having some popcorn just make something of those moments yeah Um, because it does help it get better yeah sometimes I make Georgia do face masks with me and it's fucking funny (laughs) (laughs) pretend you're in a spa oh gosh um very bad anxiety after first baby due second in three weeks and scared of relapse and not coping well bless her it is so tricky isn't it I've got um a friend who suffered with PND after her first baby and she was really really worried she's now just had her third she was really worried about um it coming around second and third time round. but firstly circumstances are different you're different you know more now you know the signs to look out for you'll know when to you know when you need help you're so much better equipped the second time round. yes um that hopefully that will help you. And it does seem daunting at the time, but it is always so different. Every child is different. Every birth is different. Every experience is different. And I'm guessing now you'll know the warning signs if you, yes. you know, if you are really suffering and hopefully those around you will as well. So they can, they can reach out and help you. Yeah. And also, um, I think there are some really fantastic tools online that are available for you to help you with your anxiety. Like, for example, the Calm app. They have different meditation 
apps that are available um some people don't like the apps but even just kind of figuring out a meditation that you can do or doing your um mantras in the morning and just kind of we did we've done a podcast with caroline Britton, which we keep going back to because it was just so incredible wasn't it where she uh, told us to do our affirmations in the morning and kind of put ourselves in a bubble so that we are protected from it and i think if you're aware of it and you know that you've had it in the past you'll be better prepared to deal with it second time around yeah absolutely we'll be here for you as well so message us yes please do so we'll be back right after this mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore need it fast most items can ship overnight Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. Now, where were we? How, oh, this is interesting. It's from Leah. How to manage grieving your old life before baby, really feeling it eight months post? Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. So you've spoken about this, haven't yeah. you, before? Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely, Leah, me and you, same. I definitely <laughs> went through that. I really went through a whole grieving process of putting her to bed, whoever she was before the kids. <laughs> and... Um, and actually, I was really happy before I had my children as well. So it wasn't it wasn't like I was sort of desperate to have a baby to feel like a different person. I really yeah. loved the person that I was before. But I, I think you lose yourself for quite a long time, but I think you find yourself again. And all I'll say to you is, is that the person that you find again is actually better than the person that you were before you had your kids, if that makes sense, because you've got all of this added depth. Like I spent a lot of my time during my 20s and my early 30s, like thinking that things were important when they weren't and looking at the material stuff and you know being glamorous and getting my hair done and all this bullshit which actually doesn't really matter um and now you know I know that actually fundamentally everything's going to be okay because I've got my kids so I think yeah I definitely went through it I think one of my best friends said to me um remember after you had Luna you would come out with us and we used to go partying and you were like desperate to hang on to the person you were and after Kit you came along but realized you were different and there was like a piece about you. So acceptance is absolutely key. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't think I can even, I can't add anything to that. Um, I just completely agree with you, Zoe. Yeah, it's <laughs> a tough one. one. Yeah, um, no, it is tough. And But you will get there. You really, really will get there. First out of my friends to have a baby, feel like they can't relate anymore. Tips. 
Yeah. We hear that a lot, don't we, G? Yeah, this is so hard. And actually, one the friend I was just talking about before, she had her baby when she, first baby when she was 21 or 22. And as soon as I had a baby when I was 27, I then realized what she'd gone through and I felt yeah. so bad for not understanding what she was going through at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so firstly, you, you need, obviously you need to remember that they don't understand and you need to you know you need to sort of tell them and and explain to them what your life's like now what you need from them what you can be there for what you can't be there for um what you'd rather do you know if if they're all going on a night out and you feel like you should go but you don't really want to just you know explain it to them um I think they yeah they won't understand until they're in your shoes definitely not but you can definitely go away in helping them to understand yeah, yeah. Don't don't be embarrassed, or don't don't carry any shame around having those yeah. conversations as well. Like this communication in everything is absolutely key. We always bang on about it. It seems like such a simple thing, but sometimes the people that we love the most, we shy away from having those conversations because we feel yeah, like they're not going to understand what we're going through, or they'll just laugh us out of town, or it will put them off spending time with us, or whatever it might it might be. But actually, I think people really. Um, value the honesty and if you can have those conversations with your mates and just say look still the same person but this is what I need now and this is what I want to do like you said G I think you'll find um that you'll get somewhere with it yeah and also just to add you know you can find some mum friends as well that you can have those conversations with that maybe you can't have the conversations with friends that haven't got kids so that you know apps like peanut and mush and all of those can't all of those they can really help you vent those frustrations and, um, you know, ask the questions that you want to ask without sort of feeling a bit isolated with, among your friends that haven't got kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, okay, how to let go of traumatic labour, 16 months on, still getting anxiety and flashbacks. Oh, <sighs> yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. Um, my advice would be, um, I've mentioned Caroline, but I I really think with something like this, it is like post-traumatic stress. Yeah. And it's, it's a disorder and you are not alone with stuff like this. I think worldwide about 10%, um, of pregnant women and 13% of women who've just given birth experience a mental disorder and that just can carry on and on. So if you think about it, that's a 13% of women. That's actually quite a lot. That's global. That is a lot of women. Um, yeah. And some women can let go of it much quicker. Some people, you know, some women, it, it, it takes a lot longer. So I think if I were you, I would absolutely try and seek out some sort of therapy, some sort of CBT, um, or maybe you need to speak to somebody like Caroline who can do some healing on you. Um, I would get in touch with her. I think she is, what's she on Instagram? I think she's Caroline Britton. Caroline Britton Coaching. Coaching, that's yeah. It. I was hanging on to all, I know it's it's not around the birth, but I was hanging on to all of this really traumatic stuff from my childhood about my mum. I won't go into the details, but I've basically just been hanging on to it since I was 14. And I did one healing session with her and I feel like a different person. It was like all this release from my chest up through my mouth. We went on this guided meditation. We did, yeah, like we, like I said, we did some healing. This was all over Zoom. Um, there was a moment where I was like sobbing so intensely and I opened one eye and I saw my gardeners just standing at the window, just like <laughs> this little Kino who's like 17, who's like looking at me like, I'm, I'm in a meditation, like you're going to get up. <laughs> That's like, but she fucking, she is so good. So definitely yeah. contact Caroline. 
Absolutely. And um, if also, if you know, if you maybe feel like you can't afford, you know, something like that, you can go to your GP and there are, um, you know, services that you can reach to on the NHS. Absolutely. Hi, I'm from Oz. I have health anxiety that I'll die and leave my girls after each birth. Any tips? Oh, God. Do you know, you should go back and listen to the podcast that we recorded with Stacey Solomon, um, because she mentioned having a lot of anxiety around, um, you know, leaving her kids. And uh, yes, since she became a mum, just this huge responsibility that comes with that, and how that can bring on anxiety. So definitely have a listen to that, because... I think you'll, you know, you'll be able to relate with a lot of what she says. Also, we cannot control, like I, I really do, all of these questions really relate to me because the, the whole dying thing has been something that I just cannot stop thinking about since having kids. And that's probably because I've lost a father and anybody that's yeah. lost a parent or, I mean, even worse, more horrendous, is losing a child. You think, because you've seen the most horrendous thing that's happened to you in your life, you think it's going to happen again. And yeah. it's learnt behaviour. It's like, oh, well, that's happened, so it's going to happen again. And I remember for a long period, I kept saying to Dozer, like, you're not going to go anywhere, are you? You're not going to leave. You're not going to go. And he was like, eventually, he was like, what are you, why do you keep saying that to me? And I'm like, because I think you might die and leave me. It was, either, it was him or the children, you know. I kept thinking this was going to happen. And it does take quite a lot of work to programme your brain to think, actually, I have no control over this um, just because it's happened before doesn't mean it's going to happen again and um and even if you haven't experienced a death but that is your fear that fear is very real yeah it feels real and the more you think about it the more you think it's going to happen so that again is something that you might like to go like Georgia said you might like to go and speak to somebody go speak to your doctor or you know you know if if CBT is something that you want to go down there are some really good people that can help you with that yeah, absolutely. And it's all about talking, isn't it? And opening yeah. up about how yeah. you feel. Yeah. Um, you could probably take this one because we were chatting about this. I feel I've completely lost my identity after having my baby, which affected me mentally. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I spoke about this the other week. I think a lot of us sort of go from, like, for me, I went from, you know, a working a working woman to being a mum, then a working, then a working mum, then going back, you know, sort of in the work environment, juggling it all, getting used to that way of life. Then I got pregnant. And now I'm basically sort of a stay at home mum. Obviously, I do this. So I have, you know, a bit of an outlet, um, which is for me. But I do really, really, really struggle with not who I am now, but yeah, a little bit like trying to find myself again, finding actually what I enjoy doing, what what makes me happy. Um, it can be really, really hard to adjust. Um, I think as well, because of lockdown, it, it's almost like I was forced into this situation um, without having time to actually process it and work out what I wanted to do. Because you know, I'm at home now and I have to be at home. There's, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, so absolutely, I, I, I completely get where you're coming from. I think you do need to sort of step aside and work out what is the thing that you want, you, not anyone else, just you, what works for you, and then work on how that can fit around your family. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Advice. Really good <laughs> advice. Really, And look, depending on how old your baby is, and if we're talking about a loss of identity because you're not working, there are, and 
I don't know kind of if, it, if it's just a feeling of like not knowing who you are anymore full stop after having the kids Georgia and I completely completely yeah we completely get it um, yeah. like, we posted something the other day saying uh, you're never too old and it's never too late and I, that really got me thinking that actually even if you don't want to go back to work or you know you didn't have a career before whatever but you want to start something new you know, maybe having the baby will kind of drive you on to do something completely different that you never thought you were going to get into. So yeah. actually it would be a real positive. Do it. And then also aside from work, try new things, you know, yeah. like I've, I've randomly taken up running. I used to hate running. I know now I know I actually really like it. You know, try a sport, try, you know, anything that you think might make you happy. Yeah. Um, do it. Knitting the number <laughs> one thing you do apparently. Is it? When we go therapeutics, it makes us concentrate and it's quiet, but it's still kind of mentally stimulating. Apparently, I've never tried it. I think I would be useless. (laughs) I don't think I I should try knitting. (laughs) Oh, God. How to stay positive during our infertility struggles? We both want to be parents so bad. Rosie. Like, firstly, we are like here for you and we hear you and you know I'm so sorry that you're having to go through that because that just must be the worst to have to keep on a brave face the only thing I can say and uh, and kind of relate to it slightly is obviously watching what my sister went through where you know she thought because obviously she went through early menopause years you know and and she thought she was pregnant and it just was carrying on and on and on and then obviously she was having to watch people make all these announcements on Facebook and social media and everything and then given that blow that she was never going to have children so even though I haven't lived it myself my sister's been somebody very close to me has been through it and I think the only thing you can do I saw something the other day on Facebook was that my friend um, they live over in Canada they got married seven years ago and and they they haven't had children and and finally he made the announcement he said we need to be really honest with this we have done countless IVF attempts we cannot get pregnant naturally we've lost six babies I think it is we had a miscarriage uh ten the the baby was ten weeks we found out yesterday or the day before we can't do it anymore um so I think me personally I think we are taught to keep quiet until the baby's you know x amount of weeks old or if you you know you're not supposed to talk about it and I think talking is key and sharing because then people can support you. Yeah, people know what you're going through. Um, and I spe- especially nowadays where, you know, we have got social media and we can follow people's journeys to getting pregnant. Um, you know, IVF has talked about so much more. Fertility treatments are so much more widely available. There's so many different things that you can try. Um, I definitely think, yeah, let your mates know what you're going through. Let your family know what you're going through. They can help keep you positive. Um, you know, they can be there to pick you up if things don't go right. Um, But also there are so many amazing stories out there of, you know, people who have struggled for years and years and years and do, you know, do find a way to become a parent, whether that is, you know, that they have a miraculous pregnancy, whether they have IVF, whether they have a surrogate, whether they adopt and they find a way. So I think it's just about not losing hope if it's if it's something that you know you want and also not sort of blocking your path, you know, exploring every avenue that there is and not writing any avenue off yeah exactly but we hear you we hear you it must be so difficult not to slip into a pit I mean wow very brave um keep going yeah keep going um 
Oh God. Second baby Jew. My mother causes me so much stress, but we need her help. <laughs> I'm not going to say your name. You might want to stay anonymous. I bet there's so many people who feel like this. Fuck. They're so annoying, mothers, sometimes. It's fucking driving me mad. Um, like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. My mum drives me absolutely bonkers and she lives like 7,000 miles away in Kenya. <laughs> Um, like she ordered a slide for Luna's birthday it's like so lovely to order the slide like so over the moon about it but instead of putting my number she puts my sister's number on it so my sister's calling me and then she books a time slot between 10 p.m and 11 30 p.m and I'm like <laughs> mate we're going to sleep at like nine o'clock I was gonna say everyone knows you so at <laughs> no it is difficult isn't it we, we talked did we talk about this the other day G because you've got such yeah. a relationship with your mum haven't you you're very lucky I have I know and I am re- I am lucky but we also have a relationship where we can joke with each other you know like if the other one is annoying you know if we're annoying each other we do you know we, we talk about it and we are close in that way but I know that that is not the case for everybody yeah um, I, I think I think it's very important to not slip into your roles from when you were younger. Like you are now a parent, you are a grown yeah, up. Your mum exactly. is absolutely okay to be told that what she's doing is pissing you off. So, and if she's looking after your child, she has to know what you want, when you want it, and how you want your child to be raised. Um, you know, if 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 it's a grandparent that's coming to visit every six months, my my view is like let them do what they want and give them as many ice creams. Exactly. Yeah. Got regular help. If your mum's helping you regularly, you are in control. You are the boss. You say what you need. Yeah. And also that, that help shouldn't be conditional because if someone wants to help you, but only under their terms, then they're not really helping you at all. Agreed. Um, it has to be, you know, a joint thing that, that you're, you know, you're both in agreement that, that if she's helping you, it's under your circumstance, you know, it's under your rules and not hers. Um, and hopefully she'll understand that she's been through it. Um, so hopefully she can remember what it's like. <laughs> Do you ever feel guilty around time spent with each child too much, too little with either, Georgia? Oh, yes. I really, really do. Um, I always, do you know what? I find this really hard. I don't know if it's because I'm an an only child and I think too much into it. Um, But I feel sorry for Axel because Gigi is such a handful at the moment. She, She, oh, wow. Like, I I think I've said this before as well, Zoe, to you. Um, I thought the second child was supposed to be the easygoing one, the one that didn't like demand loads of attention. In my yeah. house, that is completely the opposite. Axel is more than happy to get on, you know, with things by himself. Gigi, if Axel's cuddling me, she runs over and pulls him off of me. And I feel so bad for Axel because he's so chilled. Like he just sort of so happy and just gets on with it. But I don't want him to be missing out because he doesn't speak loud enough. Do you know what I mean? Like I think sometimes those people and those children can sort of get overlooked. Um, And I'm really conscious that he doesn't, which is why I was so happy when he went to school because I knew that he'd, you know, have you know, all of the, you know, attention he needed from his teacher, I could give Gigi all the attention that she needed 
during the day. And then when he came home, I would not feel guilty about, you know, trying to not push Gigi to one side, but you know what I mean? Like trying to focus more attention on Axel again. I find this so, so hard and I don't have the right answer. (laughs) So do you? Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. But like you, I think the eldest, you know, they have had us for like an extra three years. Mm. <laughs> and like it, that's true it, actually it's very yeah. easy because you've had that bond because I find this my my bond with all the kids is is the same but there's this something about the first child that you know you you make all your mistakes with them and they've they've seen you at your worst and they've kind of taught you how to be a parent and so the bond is slightly maybe more intense or you feel I don't, I don't know what it is I can't quite put my finger on it then the second one comes along or the third one comes along and you're kind of like oh well, they've just got to slot in and get on with it mm-hmm. um but I think it's also really important for them to kind of be a bit more independent like Luna definitely would always want to be with me all the time and has this real way of speaking to me and she's quite not manipulative because I don't think they can be at four years old but you know she's emotionally quite clever with how she words things and how upset she gets and like you know sometimes Kit just gets pushed to one side so my thing now is spending more time with Kit like I've now taken and I'm really proud of myself I've now taken Thursday (laughs) off I don't work on Thursdays now and that is my day with Kit Luna's at preschool till 3 30 we drop her off we pick her up but in between that me and Kit we've just we've just had our second one we're just like we go swimming we're going to Legoland like we're just doing all this I just haven't had that time with him so yeah I think it's super important if you are feeling like that to make some time individually for the kids so that they feel that they have a special time with you yeah it's actually really important like to take the kids out individually as well so if you've got you know babysitters or grandparents or whatever to lean on organizing a special day with the child that you feel might be sort of left aside a little bit just to make them feel special again but also for yourself you know to know that you're having that one-to-one time with them it's hard especially at the moment to get to you know to do that but I do think it's really important and it's something that James and I have spoken about now Axel's at school James is only seeing him on a Sunday really um that he wants to have something you know you know every other Sunday or every third Sunday of the month we just take Axel out on his own the same as you though we have Thursdays with Gigi James is usually off on a Thursday we have that with Gigi um so yeah I think it's just about balancing it you're never gonna get it right (laughs) (laughs) never never is it worth getting a blood test to check for hormone or vitamin levels if you are feeling anxious I've never done this but yeah that's what I was gonna say (laughs) though yes Absolutely. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is always power. We can bury our heads in the sand, but you just don't know. If you don't know, you don't know. And as far as I'm concerned, knowing is always better because then you can make a decision based on what you know. So yeah, for the sake of, you know, 150 quid or whatever it costs, just go for it. I would. Yeah, no, I would as well, actually. I think I completely agree with you. You have no idea what's going on in your body Hmm. unless you check (laughs) and find out and then you can do something about it. Agreed. I'm accepting of baby loss, but struggling with the trauma of actual miscarriage. Yeah, we actually actually don't talk about this enough. And that is holding our hands up here to, to, to be very honest. Neither Georgia and I have ever gone through a miscarriage. Um and it's something that we don't we don't really ever talk about on the grid or on our stories or on on the podcast I mean I think we've probably done one episode on it yeah Um, that was with mama Megan Stevens Meg 
Megan Stevens, um, who talked about it a lot. Obviously, hers kind of had a very happy ending because she ended up having her baby and yeah, being pregnant again. So, but uh, yeah, we need to talk about it more. We need, we all need to like shine a light on that subject. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying before that for Georgia and I, um, if we were to go through it or if we had gone through it, sorry, we would have definitely lent on more people in the early weeks um, yeah. because it's there's this whole shrouded like you can't talk to anyone about it and you know you need to deal with it on your own you can't talk to anyone about the fact that you're pregnant you know you say you're seven weeks pregnant people go oh that's early it's like well yeah because if I miscarry I need some support here yeah exactly we say that you should tell people that you're pregnant as early as you want if you would tell them that you had a miscarriage yes. and you would need them if you had a miscarriage so if that's you know, everyone on your street, then it's everyone on your street. If it's just your best mate and your mum, then it's just those people. But it's definitely talking about it. I, you know, it's it's weird this twelve week thing, isn't it? I really can't. I really do struggle to get my head around it because if you know, when you get pregnant, usually it's those twelve weeks that you feel the worst for. So surely, people knowing that you're pregnant is the best is the best possible thing because then they can understand and support you also that's the time that it's most common for you to miscarry so surely you know it's so much better that people know what you're going through there is no shame around miscarriage you know it's absolutely nothing that's within your control um so there should be you know nobody should have anything to say when you do miscarry other than you support you um, um, there are a couple of really amazing online um, uh, um like places that you can go online for support um we love the miscarriageassociation.org um they're all about pregnancy loss information and support so if you need to go there um also the nhs have a brilliant system if you go and speak to you obviously you're speaking to your doctor about it but there are like outlets online that you can go to to lean on to get the support um i've got a very good friend who has been through eight miscarriages somebody very close to me um and so yeah I think I don't know how she's still breathing walking she's my absolute hero but I think you've got to try and keep it's hard to say keep the faith but like you've got to try and keep some glimmer of hope in there yeah absolutely and you know social media is actually amazing when it comes to this kind of thing there'll be lots of people that you can follow on Instagram who have been through this sort of thing and I think sometimes knowing that someone else has been through it or gone through it is actually really comforting. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, And also, if you want to message us about miscarriage, if we need to be doing more and you want us to talk about the subject more, please, you know, let us know what we can do to kind of give it more airtime. Yes. Yes. Um, Right. That is the end of the podcast. As always, we would love you to rate, review and subscribe. And if you can leave us a little review, a little five star one, that would be really nice. (laughs) Yeah, and um, any subjects you want to cover, please do just send us a message at Made by Mummers or on Zoe's own channel. And we will see you on Tuesday for a very exciting episode. Yay! Have a great weekend. <laughs> cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.